Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. She was a friend. I was trying to help her out. I didn't want her to lose her job. She just get back on her feet. I know it was a big risk. I know that. It was a risk that and I... And now look at you. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> she has so, a counterclaim against you. Oh, yeah. I heard about it. So it just teach me a lesson. This is the plaintiff, Pamela Smith. She says she rented a car for the defendant, and somehow she blacked out while driving, crashed, and now won't pay her for the repairs. Some people. She's suing for $5,000, the amount she's owed. This is the defendant, Tanya Holland. She says her paycheck is being garnished $100 a week to pay off the rental car's $11,000 in damages. The plaintiff is suing her for money the rental company charged her. The plaintiff's name was on the car, and she should have taken insurance out on it. She's accused of being a bad driver. The defendant is bought a counter suit for $5,000 for half of the damages to the rental car. All parties, please raise your right hand. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Malian is now presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Ms. Smith, tell yes. me what happened between you and Ms. Holland. Miss um, Holland uh, was a friend of mine. Her and my brother used to date. She was um, needed some help with some things. Um, at the time, she was staying with her mom. I offered her a room to rent in one of my apartments. And... One day, she, um, she, as her car was parked um, out in front of the house, a bus came by and side-scraped her. Later on, she told me that the, me the mechanic said he needed to keep the car for that week, so she wasn't going to have no transportation to work. So she had texted me and asked me, did I feel comfortable renting a car for her? So I told her, well, why she can't be a second driver? And she said, because they don't take debit cards. Anyhow, I went. So she looked up a car online, sent me the car, the reservation. 
So she said she want to pick up the car tomorrow. So I said, why tomorrow? Wait, because... wait, stop, Miss Smith. Why, why are you saying yes to this? Because the obvious downside for you is exactly what ended up happening here. That's a huge risk Exactly. For you. I know, Judge Millian, and I know I was wrong. But like I said, she was a friend. I was trying to help her out. I didn't want her to lose her job. She just getting back on her feet. I know it was a big risk. I know that. It was a risk that and I... And now look at you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. She has so, a counterclaim against you. Oh, yeah. I heard about it. So it just teach me a lesson. It would never, ever happen again. Like I said, I'm, a type, I'm the type of person I always try to help people out. Um, yeah, don't, so just it, don't do I, it anymore. Just don't do it I, anymore. Believe me. It, it, going ever. through this again. for almost... I'll, Almost four years, I, I have learned my... So life. what happens is she ends up... She can't be a second driver. Why? Tell me again. She said she said because she um, don't have a major credit card. So afterwards... Well, that's I why mean, she can't thinking, pay for it, but that has nothing to do with being a second driver. Right. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't learn that until after everything was over when... Why didn't you put yourself as a second driver, Ms. Holland? Did you have a suspended license? No, I did not. We never discussed me being a second driver, but we did discuss her putting insurance on the car. I asked her to make sure she got insurance on the car. Oh, you specifically asked her to make sure she got insurance on the car. I thought you were the one who made the reservation and sent it to her. I thought you were the one who made it, picked everything out, picked the car, and then sent it to her for her to pay for it. I That's did. not true? Okay, so did you put insurance on it? No, I didn't. I talked to the man over the phone, and I told him we would let him know once we picked the car up if we was going to add the insurance. Okay, well, if you weren't going to add the insurance, let's think this through. Do you have insurance that covers you in this situation? Yes, I did. Okay, so did you make a claim against your insurance for the damage to this car? Yes, I did. Because you ended up having a car accident. That's right, because you don't have the kind of insurance that covers the body damage to the car. You just have liability insurance. Now, Ms. Smith, do you have insurance that covers someone else driving a rental car who has no authority to drive it because they're not a second driver? I think the answer to that is no. no. So how no. wise was exactly. it to rent the car and have it completely, as we say in Spanish, suelta y sin vacuna, loose and with no inoculation, okay? That's kind yep. of reckless because yes. nobody's insurance was going to cover it. Not the rental company. Oh, we're going to talk about that in a second. Not the rental company, not you, Ms. Smith, and not you, Ms. Holland. So, Ms. Holland, tell me how you told her you insisted that she get insurance on it. Tell me when and how you told her that. Well, it didn't exactly go the way she said. We were in the vehicle on the way to the airport to pick up the rental car. I said, make sure you get renter's insurance. Because okay. I knew I And wasn't. now, why didn't you order it when you sent it to her so that she could pay for it? Because you paid for it online, right, Ms. Smith? Yes. Did you I pay gave for her it? My credit right. Card. You gave you gave it to her? You gave your credit card to her? Like, is there no, no end to <laughs> Do you watch my show? I Do get, you watch yes, my show? I, that's the thing Do you about ever, it. I I've been sitting here screaming for 20 years. But I've been saying this stuff for 20 years. What are you doing? You're not only lending your credit to her, then you just give her the credit card. Because I trusted her, Judge. Oh, way to go. Yeah. How'd that work out for you? I know. 
Not good at all. Okay, Miss Holland. So now in the car on the way over there, you say to her, make sure you get insurance. Now you're standing at the counter. And what happens? She went in on her own. It didn't go quite the way she said. I gave her the reservation number. She never gave me her credit card. She went in with the reservation number and then paid for the rental. Okay. So you were shocked and appalled to find out that she didn't get insurance when she walked in. Well, yeah, I was shocked that she didn't get insurance. I did ask her to get insurance. Well, you're the one who rented it. You're the one who did all the... You had to... In order to make that rental, you had to waive the insurance. But let's put a pin in that one moment, and then let's talk about what happens. You have the car for how many days before you total it? Mm, Two or three. It was on a Saturday. I... I'm almost sure we rented the vehicle on a Thursday. I went to see my brother. I was in the far right lane coming off the expressway, the exit, and the light, all I remember is my light was turning yellow. Next thing I know, boom, airbags, everything. That's all I can remember from the accident. Did anybody get charged with the accident? It was deemed no fault. The other cars that were damaged, um, did you rear-end them? Nope. My right front bumper and their driver's side bumper smashed. That's okay. the collision hit. In the... All right. So, Ms. Smith, what happened? She didn't you tell then, me that. Uh, she told me, well, she told me a different story. She told me she was getting on the expressway, and for some reason she blanked out. She blacked out. She hit two cars, and then a car hit her in the rear. I was never hit from the back, never. Did, were, did you black out? Did you tell people you blacked out and lost control? I said that's all I remember was seeing the yellow, the light turn yellow. I'm looking at a text that you wrote and to her when you tell her that you had an accident. Was in an accident at hospital. They say I blacked out. Been here for a while, discharging me. I'm so sorry. To which she responds, you had the accident in the rental? And you say yes. And then she says, you know I didn't put no insurance, and you say, I know. And see if your insurance will cover, and I'll take responsibly for everything. She responds, I don't have insurance. And you say, I know you're upset. Let me know when you want to talk. So it sounds from your own words that you know darn well that there was no insurance on this car. So if you're driving a car that you know has no insurance, I guess you better be extra, extra careful because there was nothing in it for her to do you this favor. You're the one who needed the favor. She does this for you and you have left her with the rental car company chasing her to get the money. How long ago did this happen? Almost four 2017? years. 2017? Yes, April. Wow. And they gave her plenty of opportunities to pay. Three years, three and a half years to pay. And how much and did the thing, she pay? She only paid, I think they said, $1,800. But because of the fact right. she wasn't paying on time, her interest occurred on it. Right. And then it just gets bigger? And bigger, and bigger, and then at some point she's paying only interest, and you'll never get out from under unless you borrow money from somewhere and then pay them off at a lower interest, and that's why you got to get insurance. If you can't afford to pay off the car, if you crash it, 
then you gotta get insurance. Because what would the insurance have cost? 10 bucks? What ends up happening? Finally, budget turns around and they get a judgment against both of you. And then mm -hmm. they, they dip into your bank account and mm -hmm. they collect, they garnished $1,245, right? No, they, they garnished $1,170. Uh, $75 uh, was placed for freezing their account, for holding their from, account. From the bank. And then the right. other, okay. Yes. And then the other was for court fees. Okay. And pain and suffering, according to you, because you're suing for 5000 Now, you, interestingly, yes. Ms. Holland, did they ever uh, catch up with you? Did they garnish your bank account? Yeah, they've been garnishing me for a little over a month now, over $100 each hit. They, they have been garnishing $100? Wait, wait, $100 a what? A, a week? Every two weeks. Every two weeks, they're taking $100. Okay. Ms. Holland, you had an accident with a car that was under someone else's name. You have ruined right. that person's credit. You have given them agita for four straight years, and you have the nerve to have a counterclaim against her for $5,000. $5,549 are half of the damages because you believe that the nice lady who rented you a car in your time of need should pay half of the damages. On account of what? Why should she pay us? She wouldn't drive in the car when this happened. If it's someone else's she fault, go sue that person. She should have gotten insurance. You should have gotten insurance. And you shouldn't be driving a car if you're not sure that it has insurance. And then the rest of it for pain and suffering. On your counterclaim, zero. And on her claim against you, I am not going to award you pain and suffering, my love, because the pain and suffering is not her fault. It's your fault because you put yourself in this position, okay? So you don't get to collect from her pain and suffering because you did something incredibly irresponsible and stupid by putting this in your name. But you do get to collect the money that you're it out. It was an accident. One you know what? An accident is what happened with the cars. Four years of ruining her credit is not an accident. $1,245 verdict for the plaintiff. Plus your court Thank you, Your Honor. Thank you. So the plaintiff is going to recover $1,245. Ms. Holland, you really should feel bad about this, but you apparently don't. You were suing her. How do you react to the judge's decision? I'm just glad it's over. And I did feel bad. I went to my insurance to try to get it covered. They denied it. I made payments when I could. As she stated, I was just getting back on my feet. Well, it's a shame what happened, the accident, of course. Let me ask you, Ms. Smith, I'm really intrigued to know, uh, obviously you sued her. What You've been friends for a long, long time with her. What's happened to yes. your friendship? Has that gone out oh, the window? Been gone, yes. From the time she'd been trying to stiff me with this bill, from she'd been trying to stiff me with this bill from day one. Um, but, you know, God was on my side, and um, I just thank him. Blessing. Thank you. Right, that'll do it. You're welcome. Don't thank me. Thank the judge. Let's see what the judges have to say now. You've been preaching this sermon for a long time about not renting cars in somebody else's name. Or right? buying cars in somebody or obligating yourself to car Sticking payments. Sticking out or... for credit. And, you know, it's interesting. In the law, we have this concept called joint and several liability. 
and joint and several liability means that when a plaintiff gets a judgment against a group of people, they can fade the risk that someone might not have the money to pay the judgment onto all of the people who are the debtors yeah, under they the could judgment. Yeah, they could sue person A, they right. could sue person B, they could sue person right. A and B, and person they could pin be, the whole right. thing on A. Right. So the person who maybe has very little real blame, a small amount of blame, ends up taking all the heat and could up, end up with the whole judgment, which is, uh, it's unfortunate, but for Ms. Smith, they extracted, what was it, $1,200 or $1,400 out, out of her hide for this thing, right? So at least she's going to get that back, yeah. right? So Gabrielle wants to know this. Hey, Harvey, do you remember walking into the courtroom at the People's Court for the first time, and what do you remember most about that moment? Um, I do remember actually really well, and it was way back in the Judge Wapner days, the very first show, and I just remember sitting there thinking, God, I wonder if this show is going to work. <laughs> um, let's see. So we are going into season 25 here, and we had, we had 12 seasons in the first run of the show. So that's 37 years. That's like the entire time that I was living, right? Because I do look 37. So, wow, it's been a long run. That will do it for this case. Litigants for the next case inside the courtroom. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This is the plaintiff, Thomas Schultz. He says he worked for the defendant on his basketball team for three days. He's been waiting more than six months to be paid for his work and is now suing him for the $105 he's owed. Some people. This is the defendant, Keith Moore. He says the plaintiff was an intern for him for a couple of days, and he gave him intern tasks to do. There was no agreement he was going to be paid, and he has no idea where he's coming up with $35 a day for three days. He owes this guy zero. He's accused of committing a real foul. All parties, please raise your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket. Plaintiff says he worked for the defendant's basketball team, and he didn't get paid squat, and he wants his money. Now, the defendant is saying that the plaintiff was an unpaid intern, and unpaid interns don't get paid. It's the case of dribbling his way into court. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Okay, Mr. Schultz, you are suing Mr. Moore and Moreland Productions, doing business as the Rochester Razor Sharks because they did not pay you an agreed-upon uh, sum when you worked for them. You tell me what's your story. 
So back about, uh, it had to be a little over a year ago now, I was just looking for a little extra cash on the side. I had a full-time job. I just wanted a little something that was uh, not obligation, you know, not like a part-time job. But um, so I looked on Craigslist for some work. Uh, and I've never done Craigslist work before. Was there a particular reason why you were looking for another job? Yes, I actually was looking to uh, get a little extra money to purchase a rescue dog. Okay. Um, yeah, so um, so I worked, I emailed Keith back and forth about a uh, opportunity to work as a shot clock, um, a person that worked the shot clock when basketball players shoot. I don't follow basketball much. Um, but uh, I said I'll do really any task necessary, give me a little bit of learning. Where time. did you see the advertisement? Uh, it was on Craigslist. It was on the uh, gigs section of the local. Okay. Did yeah. you happen to take a screenshot of the advertisement? I had not taken a screenshot, no. Let me suggest to everybody within the sound of my voice, whenever you answer an ad on Craigslist or, you know, eBay or whatever it is, always take a screenshot of what you're answering so that there's no wiggle room for the other side on what it was that the deal was. But all right. So you answer the Craigslist and uh, what kind of work do you perform? Uh, just some mundane labor tasks. Like I would uh, clean up like uh, sweat off the ground uh, for players so they wouldn't slip. Uh, I worked the ticket booth a little bit. I even did an ice cream run, and uh, I even recorded half the game. So I really did whatever Keith needed me to do, you know. Um, and and uh, according to you, the agreed-upon price was $35 a day, and you worked three days and did not get paid. Is that correct? Precisely. Okay, so Mr. Moore, what's going on? Um, Thomas Schultz, we thought, was an intern uh, in the line of work that we do. Uh, we have a bunch of interns that need college credit, and he did a bunch of menial tasks that an intern would do. We never knew that he was going to be a, play, a paid employee. Every employee that we had was already like working in our snack bar, and like he said, he did a bunch of menial tasks. What do you mean you never knew? Would... You mean you were never supposed to pay him? No, all of our interns they do um, they do work for us so that they can earn college credit um, to find out if you know the. Okay, but according to him, you put an ad in Craigslist saying that you were going to pay $35 a day for this job. And according to him, he answered your ad. Are you saying you didn't put the ad? We had two ads up. One was for um, snack bar help, and the other one was for interns. We thought that he answered the intern ad because he was, you know, a young guy. He looked like he was college age. Never did we ever. So just because he's in college, you decided that he was working for free? Are you saying you never well, committed to paying him the money? You're correct. We thought that he was an intern, that he was just helping us out for uh, college credit for his courses. Okay. Well, did there come a time when you realized that that is not what he was doing? No. Even now, when he did contact us, um, it, it just sounded like a rogue uh, intern that was just trying to get compensation as opposed to just the college credit. Okay. So, college boy, can you prove what you're saying? I can't. I can't, yes. How? So I uh, brought in some evidence of uh, text, uh, text conversations with Keith and myself, as well as uh, email threads going over the $35 biweekly agreement. Here is your text. Is this February of this year or last February of, of 2020, correct? 2020, yes. This is Tom. My cash app is blah, 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 blah. And he tells you it's $105. And your answer isn't, what are you talking about? You're an intern, college kid. You're supposed to be, your answer's okay, cool. Then he says, just wanted to give you a gentle reminder of that outstanding 105. 
and you say, okay, we're trying to get everyone paid off, not you, scammer. And at the end of September, he sends you a text saying, I hope you and your family are doing well. I am contacting you again for the $105. And you say, so sorry for the inconvenience with the, so many challenges with the state of civilization. What's your preferred method of e-payment? Where are you saying to him that you were a scamming liar and we were never supposed to pay you? Because it sounds like you're the scammer who just wants to nail the college kid. All he wanted was $105 so he can pay the adoption fees for a doggy. Just $105 that you were supposed to pay him clearly because I see over and over and over for a whole year, that's what you're telling him you're gonna do. So, Mr. Moore, explain how it isn't you who is trying to scam him from his $105. The entire time I was talking to him, I thought it was another um, paid employee that worked in our snack bar. I did not know it was Tom. I thought Tom from the beginning was an intern. Well, I guess you got it wrong because you, if you are a manager, ought to be a little more organized. He answered your ad for $35. And for a year, you're texting back and forth so I'm not going to hear you say that now because to me and the rest of the world watching you, it just sounds like you guys ran out of money and want the college kid to eat it just because he happens to be in college. No, $105 verdict for the plaintiff plus your court costs plus prejudgment statutory interest in your state from the time you were supposed to be paid. Good luck. Pay the man. So the plaintiff does prevail. Mr. Moore, the, the judge kind of lets you have it there. You got to pay him at least $105, and they're going to be added costs on top of that. Don't you feel a little guilty or not? Not a bit. The judge didn't realize that he came in as an intern. We, we never agreed to pay him. This is an atrocity. An atrocity. Okay. Well, the judge definitely does not agree with you in this case. As she put it, pay the college boy, okay? Sorry, but that's why it works out. Mr. Schultz, how do you feel? You feel vindicated a little bit? What are, you, what are your thoughts? I'm feeling like over a year in the making, I've been waiting just for some justice, and justice has come and prevailed, and I appreciate uh, the judge's time in this. Yeah. Well, congratulations. <laughs> Indeed, you deserve it. Good for you. I'm gonna give you some friendly advice, Marilyn. If you ever like borrow so much as a stick of gum from Tom Schultz, <laughs> you best pay him back with a whole pack by sundown because he is nothing if not persistent. Good for him. And, and squared away. I, I gotta hand it to the to this young man. Um, he's he's a hardworking guy. He's working two jobs. And he just wanted to get paid. It's only 105 bucks. That's and probably he was just so patient. change for him. Really. He was so but, patient the whole right. time. He was patient. You know, it was God. a matter of the principle. And persistent. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, really, if you're managing a business, management is expected to know who's working for him. He knows exactly who's, who's working for him. Not. That is just, he is making up this whole thing about, oh, there were two ads at the same time. And I didn't know he had applied for what. It turns out he's in college, so now I'm not going to pay. What is he talking about? Yeah. From February, over and over, all the texts showed the it. The text messages and the email messages 
tell the story. He was squared away. They ought to give him a management position. <laughs> exactly. He's more squared sharks. away for the, the Razor hell? Sharks than, right. than the defendant and was. And he even did something nice with the money that he didn't really get here. With his own money, he went and he brought a rescue dog. Yeah, he did end up paying the adoption fees for so, the rescue dog. Uh, yeah, he did. So Andrea wants to know this. Hey, Harvey, what are the best three things to remember before going to court and having your big day? Um, evidence, evidence, evidence. Evidence is king in court. Bring photos, bring videos, bring documents. Think about not only what you need to do to prove your case, but anticipate what the other side might say and have enough evidence to rebut it. And that will do for this case, litigants for the next case inside the courtroom. This is the plaintiff, Swazette Simmons, and her witness, Jason Rouse. Swazette says her dog, Chuck, was viciously attacked when Jason was walking him on a leash by the defendant's out-of-control pit bull, who was a menace to society. Chuck hasn't been the same since the attack. The defendant owes her $5,000, and she's suing him for it, here in court today. This is the defendant, Ronald. He says his leashed pit bull noticed the plaintiff's unleashed dog, and when he ran over, a fight ensued. The plaintiff wasn't even there that day, and he can't believe she actually has the nerve to sue him for $5,000 when the fight was their dog's fault. He's accused of having vicious propensities. All parties, please raise your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiffs say their dog Chuck was viciously mauled by the defendant's pit bull, and they want the defendant to pay up. The defendant says no way that the plaintiff's dog was unleashed and he was the aggressor. It's the case of vicious propensities. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. All right, Ms. Simmons, uh, apparently, according to you, your dog was attacked by Mr. Ronald's dog. You weren't walking the dog at the time Mr. Rouse was, so let me first hear from you, Mr. Rouse. What happened? Yes, um, I was walking the dog. Um, I was going to the store. Um, I went to the store, and I um, connected the dog to the fire extinguisher. So when I came out of the store... Are you store, referring to the fire hydrant? <clears throat> yes. So you tied the leash to the fire hydrant? Yes. Um, I had went inside the store, and when I came out, um, I had got my dog, and I had walked across the street to walk home. So I got past a guy at the bus stop, and he was saying something to me, but I had my headphones on. So when I took off my headphones and I asked him what, all of a sudden I seen Mr. Um, Ronnie's dog running across the street, and I, and I heard the cars beeping and stuff, and he was chasing after the dog, and I grabbed my dog close to me. So, you know, when his dog came close enough and jumped on my dog, my dog end up, ended up biting his dog, and I'm pulling, the, I'm pulling the leash, trying to, you know, have my dog let go, and I end up falling, and the leash came came, you know, out of my hand and, you know, uh, Mr. Ronnie, uh, he was on the ground with both of the dogs and they were pulling him, um, inside the grass and stuff. And then I grabbed my dog's back legs and I lifted them up and my dog 
you know, um, it just um, released and came over by me. And, and, you know, he took his dog and ran across the street and went upstairs inside the house. Um, Mr. Ronald, what do you say happened? Um, I live, Your Honor, I live over the store, you know, and I've been here. I just moved in this apartment for two months, you know, and I've never seen this guy before, you know. So all of a sudden, you know, because I have, I have my dog on, on my leash. And, and this is, where, this where is you what going? Mr. Ronald, sit right down. Here. Sit down. Okay. This is, you had this your is dog on that right leash? Here. Yeah. Is that and what he had on this, this day house. when this happened? Yes. Yes. So you know? he had a so, harness on and he had a leash yes. on? Yes. Okay. And what happened? So, and when he, when he comes with his dog, and I'm telling him, I don't even know this guy. I've never even seen him before, you know? So next thing you know, they, when his dog got right by my dog, they started thinking, you know? So now Was he, his dog on said, a leash? He, no, I didn't see no leash, you know, because when he fell... So his dog was fell, not on... Like just a second. So I want to make sure I understand. His dog is not on a leash, and your dog is on the leash... And the harness that you just showed me. Yes. I didn't see no lease, uh, Your Honor. Only know only thing I know when he fell, i I told him, grab his legs. You know, and I'm keeping Okay, killing. and what were you, you know, what were he, you doing with your dog? Were you going out for a walk on the leash? Yes, he was he he was going to the bathroom, you know. Okay. Ms. Simmons, let me hear from you. Did you ever go I know you weren't there when it happened, but did you ever go back and talk to anybody? Well, I got a call from Jason. He was yelling, screaming, and out of breath. I, I did show up there. When I got there, my dog had blood on him. And I started yelling, what happened? What happened? Where's the, where's the dog that did this? And Jason pointed, at this time, Jason was in front of the store. Jason pointed up to the upstairs apartment where I seen Ronnie in the window. So I asked him, I said, well, can you come down and we can discuss this like adults? He came downstairs and... Um, I explained to him, I said, that's my baby. I said, what happened? And he began explaining to me what happened, how it happened. I actually was recording him, everything that he oh, said. Oh, you recorded him. him. Did you submit that into evidence? Okay. I definitely did. Um, what kind of dog do you have? I have a um, Staffordshire Terrier. A pit bull? Yes. And you have a pit bull also? Yes, I have a bull terrier. Okay. Your dog ran. Is your dog got shot? shot. You got the paperwork. Look, I was. Where did he here. come from? Here. He doesn't know. Yeah, I'm the door. Cause that's been the doorway like this. Uh huh. Cause I, every time I come downstairs, I check because you don't know who's outside and. Oh. Okay. Here's you saying when he ran across the. Where is you walking the dog? Let's hear that again. Hold everything. Look, I was Where'd he come from? Here? He doesn't know. Yeah, I'm the door. Because that's been the doorway like this. Uh huh. Because every time I come downstairs, I check because. You don't know who's outside and. Oh. Because <laughs> then when he ran across the street, I'm yelling at him. Wait, okay. Did you hear yourself just say when he ran across the street? Did you know she was taping you? Yes. Yeah. If you did, why are you lying to me now and telling me you had a harness and a leash? Because I have you yes, on he, tape he, I, saying, 
Oh, the dog uh -huh. ran right across. I, I was standing here in the doorway, and I usually check, and then boom, she ran right across. So where's you walking the dog on a harness with a leash? You both face lied to me right now. Miss Simmons, why are you suing for $5,000? You, you took the dog to the vet because you couldn't get the rabies information and the shots information from him. So a few days later, you take the dog to the vet and you end up getting a rabies shot for the dog and that's $114. I get that. But you're suing for emotional distress and pain and suffering. Talk to me about that because that's what makes up the rest of your $5,000. Well... My dog is, is my son's service dog, his um, support dog. I have a son with disabilities, which I did explain that to Ronnie. Um, my dog is not only my dog, but he's been in my family since he's been eight weeks old. My dog haven't really been right um, since the attack. He, ha he hasn't been able to um, be my son's emotional support dog because he's been, he's been injured, laying around, taking medication, vomiting. He has, when you um, say he's injured, tell me how he's injured, because I looked at the vet report and I didn't see an actual injury. So what kind of injury does he have? Well, he just, he laid around. I mean, I'm assuming he might have been sore because he, he's older. He's attached to like, if I go into the bathroom or something, he's right there with me. And if I close the door and don't let him come in the bathroom with me, now he's urinating and he's doing things he don't usually do. He just hasn't really been interacted with my son like he should. He lays in front of the fireplace and he sleeps unless we go in the bathroom, he'll follow us. He don't even really want to go outside. We have a hard time getting him outside to the bathroom and stuff. He's not a fighter. Do you he see him in the that. neighborhood? Do you see Mr. Ronald in the neighborhood? Um, I rolled by one day and he was outside. He takes his dog outside without a leash. He told me my dog don't usually attack dogs. It attacks white people. It don't like white people. Oh, there we go. All right, Mr. Ronald, uh, what do you have to say for yourself? I've played for you the tapes of you saying point blank that the dog got away from you and ran out the door. So I ask you again, was your dog on a leash when this happened? No, ma'am. Well, so why did you lie to me? You're under oath. Why would you do that to well, these people? Because I walk him. I walk my dog with a leash, and 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 at, at that time, yes, he did. He ran out the door. But you point. But you both faced lied to me and told me you had him on a leash when this happened. I apologize for that, Your Honor. Miss Simmons, you are certainly entitled to the hundred and fourteen dollars. That is a legitimate expense from what has happened. I am also going to assume. And let me tell you that this is kind of rare, um, that you're going to have to seek some psychological counseling for your dog, particularly since the dog is a therapy dog for your son. So, uh, Mr. Ronald, I got to tell you, this is probably a first for me on the people's court, but I really don't like it when people boldface mislead me and perjure themselves. So... I'm going to assume there's going to be at least $1,000 in your damages there. And I'm going to order him to pay you $1,000 plus $114 for the rabies shot. Verdict for the plaintiff. Pay the lady. Well, the judge got rather aggravated at the defendant for lying to her. Bold-faced lie, as she put it. Ronald, uh, what do you think about that? That lie cost you $1,000. That happens, you know.
Don't you feel bad that you that you lied on national television to the judge of the People's Court? That's not good, no, you know. I made a mistake. Yeah, you made a big mistake. Okay, uh, Ms. Simmons, Mr. Rouse, uh, obviously, you know, you, you're going to get money now to help uh, repay the cost of the vet bills and $1,000 for, hopefully, you can get some kind of care for the dog. Are you going to do that? I yes. am. I am, yes. definitely. Okay, let's see what the judges have to say now. It would appear that the plaintiff prevailed here in large part because she had that video. She it? shot that and she had the audio. She and is video. A it was smart a little shaky cookie. But you know But she's a smart cookie. She wow. pressed record. She got him uh -huh. to make all the admissions because right. she's smart. She that's this is a woman who watches the people's court. Apparently. <laughs> Because she came in with an open and shut case based on the Now video. think about that. Think about how many times we as judges are in court. One side says one thing and another side says another right. and you can't decide you who's telling no the idea. truth and they just right. walk out without any that's every day. That's almost every, every day. case. He every said, day. she said. Right. And, you, and, and, and you... she's in a one-party consent state. And he just looks at me and goes, eh, I guess I was caught. Right. Eh, sorry, Your Honor. Uh, well, you're getting a lot of hot water in court if you pull that. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, $1,000 in damages yeah. might be the least a of your words. Yeah. A, a, ju a judge will, st will, will, will sit there and, yeah. And, yeah. and contempt can get you locked up, not just fined. Uh, and I've, I've seen it happen uh, a number of times. Barry wants to know this. Hey, Harvey, uh, do you watch any other court shows on television? If so, which ones are good? I got to say, I like them all. I really do. I think court shows are just really interesting because they teach people something and they also entertain. And that's the best television. We'll see you next time. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, Answer a few questions and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.